0: This is The Sarah Swain Show, where we talk all things bold and courageous business and have big and free conversations with brave humans. Nothing is off the table here, so get ready to be moved, challenged, empowered, and propelled into action.
1: I'm feeling really awesome today. I'm feeling hopeful that by the end of this conversation, I'll know how to rank my CPC ballot. We have an amazing group of of freedom fighters here. I've been using the term freedom lovers this last week. Because the the people on this call just love so hard that they're screaming it from the rooftops. Not only do they love their their friends and their families, but they love perfect strangers. I'm so grateful that I've found you guys. You've helped me become braver, and uh, I'm really especially grateful for Sarah Swain who took the initiative to bring this group together into a group chat, and that's how we all connected, leading us to to this moment right now. So, I really would love if Sarah Swain would quarterback this conversation because she is um, in my world, our political BFF. I am a dummy with politics. She's a genius. So it would be great, Sarah, if you would do that for us and kind of guide the conversation. Absolutely. Um, maybe let's start with just going around the room and introducing ourselves. Maybe we'll start with Sarah.
0: Yeah. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Sarah Swain, although I'm pretty sure we're all one big giant family at this point. And, uh, yeah, I've unofficially, um, unexpectedly, (laughs) definitely not on purposely become the, uh, I guess, the political go-to on the federal political scene here in Canada and uh, have somehow managed to create an enormous community just by ranting about politics, which is something that I've done my entire life. But up until this year, everybody usually leaves the room when I start to do that. So really thrilled to be able to contribute to this conversation and hopefully have some awesome dialogue and uh, give people some clarity on what to do with those CPC ballots.
1: Let's go
2: to Mark next. Well, first off, thanks for putting this all together and all of us getting to be on a live together. I mean, I'm just really excited. I think uh world events and circumstances that are both uh painful, maybe enraging, maybe create grief. We don't know where they're gonna direct us. And I I think that's true about everything in life, but it's especially been true in the last couple years. Um I I really have had more of an interest and expertise in the area of relationships and connection and community and culture and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it Or it re- really sort of originated in wanting to influence uh, physicians and healthcare practitioners because I used to be a pharmaceutical rep and I never thought that these worlds would all come together to a moment where the specific sort of intersection of those things would allow me different insights and thoughts and, and feelings. Um, and so two years ago, I didn't think that I'd be, you know, having big conversations about, I mean, I, I was totally caught off guard about what I expected Canada to do and how Canada would treat its people that I think in itself has been a trauma for many people as well as the impact it's had on relationships, family, best friends, uh, romantic relationships, and uh, I've really just been trying to figure out how do you love people and disagree with them, and how do you love people when they see you as less than? And I'm sure people can experience that in many different walks of life. And uh, you know, much like this group, we've aptly named the bridge. I, I think it's really important that we're all learning how to create one. Um, so that's why I'm excited to be here. And I'll pass it to Devon.
3: Hey guys, I'm I'm Devon Thompson. So between 2020 and 2021, basically uh, one or uh, two full years, I was watching basically horror at uh, what the Canadian government was doing and what the provincial government was doing as well, because I'm, I'm based in Ontario. And it did feel like I was alone until the Freedom Convoy decided to make the trek from places like Alberta, uh, British Columbia, uh, Quebec, Saskatchewan, and I decided that I was going to, to to join these good folks, head to Ottawa, and stand up for my rights. So I went to Ottawa, I believe, um, three th- three of all the weekends, and I also went to the Toronto Freedom Convoy protests as well. And that's and going there, I met a lot of uh, freedom fighters. I haven't, I didn't meet. Um, The folks who are here online right now, but I met a lot of others, like, for example, Palminder, I saw him there and we, we, we spoke, we had a conversation and it was really great. I always say to people that when I was in Ottawa, I got more hugs on that one day, that one weekend that I've gotten for the entire past three, four years. People were hugging me left, right and center. And it was amazing. I felt energy I haven't felt in a long time. So I said that I was watching in, in 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 horror about what was going on. I was depressed, but the day I went to Freedom Convoy, I felt like I was 21 again, uh, raving at a party <laughs> or at a <laughs> concert, that's having fun. That that that's that's what it felt like. It felt like I was at a concert, right? So you know all the stuff that the media has been saying about the Freedom Convoy. Every we all we all everybody here knows that it's a lie, right? So. For those who don't know me, uh, you could say that I kind of got catapulted um, to the front of this when somebody recorded me having a conversation with some some protesters at the Tarrant of Freedom Convoy protest, and where I asked the question, where were you? And I asked the question, where were you when, you know, Doug Ford, Justin Trudeau um, were infringing on the, the, the individual rights and freedoms of Canadians? And the reason why I asked that question is because... They were looking at, for example, people of color and saying that you should not have protested with these people. So my question is, okay, so why didn't you protest with me? So you were missing the entire time, and if these people are the horrible, crazy, dangerous racists that you think they are, then why is it that the horrible, crazy, dangerous racists are the ones who stood up for us? It says something about more about you than it does about them. And that is my introduction. Thank you. Who's next, Sana, do you wanna go?
4: Sure, I'll go. Hi guys, I'm Sunit. I am uh, a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a mom of twin boys. Uh, I echo so many sentiments of what Mark said and what Devin said. I also used to work in the pharmaceutical industry for almost a decade. I never imagined that uh, I would be in this place at this time in my life. But you know, when January, February, 2020 kind of hit, uh, my spotty senses were tingling like immediately. And, uh, I'm probably most famous for, uh, the world was shutting down and they were telling us to cancel our spring break plans. And we went anyway (laughs) to Mexico, like March 14th or something like that. Uh, And, uh, I I just said to my husband, there's something very bizarre going on here, and if we don't go on this trip, I don't think we're going to be traveling for a while. And we went anyway. And uh, of course, I was sharing on my Instagram that we're in Mexico, and I was just getting the most hateful DMs at that time. And people are like, "You're in Mexico? Do you have any idea what's going on in the world?" And you know, it was just a really crazy time. And I really learned at that time to lean into my intuition. my gut was telling me something felt very off. And uh, over the next couple months, we made some really tough decisions. Our our businesses were shut down. Our kids were out of school. And I made the tough choice to um, step back from uh, my my business as a holistic health coach at that time. I had left the pharmaceutical industry a few years before that. But I was working as a holistic health coach. And I, I stepped way back to pull my kids out of school and homeschool them because I just I, I, it wasn't even at that time, like the masking or anything like that. It was more like, what are the conversations that are going to be happening um, at school? What what kind of fear is going to be instilled in my children? And I think my um, me being a mom really kind of took over at that time to protect my kids. And I've been in the fight ever since just, you know, trying to awaken people and make people more aware. And now I'm most known for throwing some humor into that with my trolling of Trudeau. (laughs) Um, like I, I, I don't troll anybody. I don't show up in anybody's DMS, but I love to troll him. And, uh, you know, I'm recently just finding that so many people are in this negative space, like feeling like we have no control, feeling like politics is rigged, feeling like, you know, um, that that what's that saying? Two wings of the same plane. Like I get a lot of those in, in my DMs and I'm so excited to be having this conversation because I'm a realist, but I'm a forever optimist as well. I believe we can save this country. I believe that if we think positive and we band together. We can actually make an impact. And, you know, Sarah, you probably don't remember this, but when I interviewed you on my podcast, you you said something that really stuck with me. And I want us to all remember that today. When I asked you, what do you say to people who think, well, voting doesn't matter, or it's two, you know, wings of the same bird? And you said, How's that working for you? And that is honestly what I respond to people these days. I too never used to vote. I too didn't know if, you know, my vote would make a difference. But now I'm very hopeful and I agree with you. I think Canadians have become complacent. As a homeschool mom, I have learned that there's so much taken out of our curriculum that school doesn't even teach kids anymore. We don't know how our government works. We don't know how voting works. There's so many Things that, like, a a lot of kids don't even learn about what happened in Nazi Germany. So I really um, see that there is a gap and there's a reason why people don't vote. People don't think that their vote makes a difference. So I'm just so blessed and so grateful to be here today. I'm actually really grateful for the last two years for bringing people like you into my life. I love you guys. I love the bridge. I'm so happy to be here. And let's go. Let's get this conversation started. (laughs)
5: Andre, uh, my name's Andre. Um, I'm only on Instagram. I'm known as what the Fjall. I don't really know what I'm known for (laughs) on Instagram, but, um, you know, the, the story about how I came to this current situation is, um, when it first hit the propaganda was so strong. Um, when no one knew what the hell was going on, I literally took my family off grid for two weeks. Because the way that they were talking was like, this might be the last two weeks I have with my family. Right. And then everything was fine. And then, similar to soon, it's just my spidey senses started going off. I was like, okay, wh- what's going on here? What's happening? Then I started looking into things. Then I started questioning things. And as a just before they started shutting everything down, uh, I'm very much the type where if you tell me not to do something, I'm going to do it anyways. Um, and I literally went on a, I took off and went to Alaska solo. I did a 10 day, no food, no shelter, challenged the shit out of my body, um, slept in the rain, grizzly country, and I only ate what I caught. And it was a pure challenge for me. Cause I was like, if life is going to go down a path where they could say and do what they want, I'm going to take, I'm going to con- take control of my life. And from the beginning, I was always against the the mandates and the control but I wasn't as outspoken as I was today and I get often when I get interviewed I get asked this question like why are you so outspoken why why don't you stop and similar to most of you the 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 freedom uh the the trucker convoy changed our lives and I got goosebumps right now it was like the biggest movement in the world and the most beautiful thing we've ever experienced. And, um, it was one of those things that, um, really triggered me to make people aware of what's really going on. Because at first I saw everything was happening. I saw how the media was portraying things and I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm going to like, I'm going to go out to Ottawa and I'm going to record everything myself. I recorded police officers. I went to business, uh, anything that the media was saying, I actually went and I actually spoke with these people. And I basically, Prove to everyone that the media was full of shit. And I was just like, and that was literally the trigger where I was like, I'm turning, I I officially turned off the news from that point on. I was like, it's done. They're obviously not looking out for us. They have their own agenda. Uh, the reason I keep going, uh, I don't mean to keep going. I don't know much, how how much time I have, uh, my first video, um, this is going to be emotional for me. Um, my first video that I put out where, um, I put out a video, I had a DM, of someone who said, Andre, we've never met, but uh, these last couple of years have been very difficult for me. And they said that they came on Instagram to tell everyone goodbye because they were done. They were done with their life and they wanted to end it. And it just so happens that my video trying to give people hope um, was the first thing that he saw. And he reached out he just reached out and he said, I want you to know that because of you, it goes, I, I, I put the gun down mm-hmm. and he had hope for the first time in two years. And that is the story I share when people say, why don't you stop? Like, why don't you just let it go? And I, I can't, I can't. There's so many people that need hope. There's so many people that our government and the media just beat the hell out of. And it takes people like in this room, I'm honored to be in this room like more than I'll probably ever even admit. And it's because of all of people like you and obviously hundreds of others who put their necks out on the line and just are willing to take the comments and the criticism when we say we don't care because it's beyond you and it's beyond what we think, what you care about us because we know where we stand and we know what we're doing it for and we're doing it for others. I don't know anybody in this room that is self-serving. We do it so much because we actually care about people. We care about Canada and it's worth it. So anyways I I appreciate the invite and I'm beyond honored to be here. Thank you. Thanks kid.
1: And we'll pass it over to to Sarah.
0: This is just amazing and what I hope if nothing else even if no one takes away any type of confidence on what you're going to do with your CPC ballot I think the biggest thing that I'm sure we can all agree on here in this room that we want you to take is Uh, unity that's happening right in front of you. And especially as of late, there has been uh, even a lot of division happening within the freedom community where uh, there's a lot of pressure to freedom a certain way. And if you're not freedoming the way another person wants you to freedom, then uh, they're going to tell you about it. So uh, I think just being in this group and, and the chat group that we have, which Mark coined the bridge, which I think is an amazing name. Um, We have differing points of view on things. We all have our own different approaches to what we do and and the reasons for why we do it. Uh, We have all different types of angles and life experience that we bring to this container. And um, I just hope if nothing else, then this sets an example and really sets the tone for the type of unity and leadership that we need moving forward, even if we disagree with each other on shit. Um, Just be respectful for one another's views and remember that we're all fighting the same machine and um, everyone's going to have their own unique way of going about that. So I just wanted to start off with that before we dive into more of the political um, aspect of things. So I know that my DMs, uh, are blowing up on a daily basis right now saying what on earth do I do with my CPC ballot? So I'll be very transparent because I've already been very public, uh, about the fact that Roman Baber is going in my number one, uh, position on the CPC ballot. Um, now, I would love to be able to open up dialogue here because uh, for a lot of people watching, I'm sure that this is the first time ever even voting in a leadership um, race. And probably, I think, is everyone here on this call, too, probably in the same position? Maybe this mm-hmm. is the first time that you're you're voting for uh, a leader of a political party. Um, this is something that uh, is is One of the greatest ways to take part in our democracy is to involve yourself with a political party that you feel aligns with you and get behind them. Um, I just want to address a question that we're seeing in the chat here. Kaylor was not able to join us today. He had a last minute thing and he wasn't able to clear it. So I see a lot of questions about Kaylor. I just wanted to let everyone know Kaler is with us in spirit right now, uh, but he wasn't able to to be on this call. We were super bummed. We're like, no. So hopefully another time he'll be able to come join us. Um, so i just love to kind of, I guess, just crack open some dialogue. Uh, first, do we have any Jean Charest supporters? Anyone putting Jean Charest on on your ballots? Is this a, is this, I don't want to assume. I don't want to assume. Wait, is that
2: the liberal leadership race? Oh, <laughs> yeah. was <that> Never.
3: <laughs> Never
2: just did you see the cbc said majority of canadians want him and i'm like yeah i I bet they did god the cbc surveys are they always align with what they want it's really strange
0: isn't that weird how they do that Um, Okay, so we don't need to spend time discussing that option. And if there's anyone on the call uh, that's watching being like, darn, I really wanted to learn about Jean Charest and what may be good about him. This is not the group that's going to be able to provide you with that type of information. (laughs) Go to his website. Okay, that's all I got to say about Charest. Uh, Any Scott uh, HSN reporters here uh, or supporters here that is considering putting Scott on the ballot? Also a no. Um, This is a no for me as well. Uh, It's uh, For me, the reason why Scott's not going on my ballot is that he's been very, very, very non-existent uh, with what is most important to me, uh, which is uh, not just the freedom movement, but the integrity of uh, how our parliamentary system is currently operating with. uh, And therefore, I've always said I'd sit down and have a beer with the guy. I'm sure he's He's just the best kind of human being. But as far as what I'm looking for in a political leader, uh, no, it's a no for me. Go ahead, Devin.
3: Yeah. So with, with Scott, the first time I I came across Scott was when he made a post about um supply, supply management. And that's with mm-hmm. the the, the mills for the farms. So I I started researching it and I wanted to have a conversation with him about it because I also don't support supply management for the simple fact that supply management is um a, a socialist program, right? It's it's something uh, similar to um, a welfare program, right, or something similar to a min- a minimum wage. So I don't support supply management. So when I when I came to that realization, I'm thinking, hey, you know, Scott might actually be you know somebody that's a, a good person to put on the ballot, but then. The leadership debates happened, the first one, and I realized that he is opposed to the freedom convoy. He's opposed to what we were standing for because it seems as if he supported in some way or some manner the, the vaccine mandates. So he's probably one of those guys that stood with O'Toole.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so yeah. I just wanted to say that.
0: Thank, thanks for that input. Um, let's move on to Leslin Lewis. So, Leslin is someone who, uh, for the second consecutive leadership race, uh, has proven to be someone worth watching. Uh, Mm -hmm. Is there anyone here not putting Leslin on your ballot at all? No, we're good there. Everyone's putting Leslin on the ballot, at least somewhere. Um, Question then, and and whoever wants to jump in, um, please do. What is it about Leslin um, that has you? feeling confidence that if she were to win the leadership race, you would feel safe under her leadership, whatever comes to mind, just jump in and start talking.
2: I mean, she was one of the first at the actual freedom convoy. I remember recording live from there or, or stories, Instagram stories. Um, I've watched a lot of interviews with her and she's really balanced has, it appears has a lot of integrity. Um she doesn't really kind of shit talk everybody else, you know, at least in my experience, maybe I've missed something. Um, I really just like the way that she carries herself, much like Roman. I find he carries himself very similarly.
5: Yeah. Love that. Who else? I think in some ways she could very easily be Justin's kryptonite. Right. There's a, she, to me, she seems like the polar opposite of him. Yeah. You know, and, and I think being either in a debate Or in any situation, I think um, I think Justin knows how to try to fight with Pierre, but I don't think that he would know how to fight with Leslie.
0: Ingo. Yeah,
5: and I think that's where he's. And I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to guide everyone to vote towards who he's prepared to fight for, fight with.
0: Wouldn't that be something? Watching Leslin and Trudeau go toe to toe in a debate.
5: I'd I'd be embarrassed for Justin.
0: I mean, I'm embarrassed for them every day anyway, but that would be something pretty spectacular.
5: (laughs) I always feel bad. I'm like, oh, this is like a constant state.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Mr. I'm a feminist, Black Lives Matter lover. Like, you know, she's embodies, uh, not to sound like, but she is a strong Black woman. Like, let's acknowledge that. And I think that's amazing. And I love that about her. And um, but she is also very composed and very um, soft spoken and very strong in her values. And and like Mark said, I think she was one of the first uh, political, uh, you know, representation um, at the Freedom Convoy. And she doesn't back down, but she's very gentle. So I think she's an amazing candidate. And like Andre said, I, I would give anything to see. Her go toe-to-toe with Trudeau because I don't think he would even know what to do with her. Like, he's just...
5: He would get COVID and run away.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always say, like, you know, like, I always joke. uh, Sometimes I want to message him and be like, hey, if you're ever in my area, let's go for a coffee. Because (laughs) I just feel like the guy is, uh, he's got a script, he's got a you know, you can virtue signal all you want. You can say you're a fem, like, you know, pro. Uh, I remember when he got elected in 2016 or whatever year that was. And um, I think he, he, he brought in a large female uh, representation part of his cabinet. And he was asked by the media, why do you have so many females? Or why'd you bring so many females in? I, I can't remember the exact situation, but he said, because it's 2016, and everybody's like, woo, Right? Because he's just this like, "Hey, I'm I'm the guy who like I'm pro." And coming coming off
0: the heels of an era of Harper, all of a sudden yes. he showed up. It was it was prime timing.
4: Exactly, but it's and, like and that I, hair
2: we've,
4: <laughs> and the hair, and we've learned now, you know, over the last six years that he's a lot of this and not a lot of doing. Yeah. And so, um, put your money where your mouth is. I would love to see him in a head-to-head with Leslie. and I think I think that she's got a lot uh, to bring to the table. Yeah.
3: So I'm I'm coming from a slightly different perspective, uh, Sunit, I don't know if you're are you in Ontario. No, I'm in,
4: I'm in Vancouver, just outside. Am of Vancouver. I the only
3: one here in Ontario?
0: Uh, Andre's
3: there.
4: Uh, Andre's in Ontario.
3: Okay. Andre's okay. So I'm coming from a from the perspective of, of someone that lives in Ontario. So Roman Barber was the one. So I don't want to jump the gun, but this is about Leslie and, and Pierre as well. So Roman Barber was the, the, the first one to stand up to say something and he got, you know, punished for that. So I'm actually side eyeing all conservative politicians, including Leslie and Pierre, because when this happened to Roman, they didn't say anything. Right. They didn't say anything in defense Of Roman or or Belinda from the New Blue Party, so I'm side eyeing them. So I had I had a difficult time deciding between Pierre and Leslin as number two and three. So I decided to 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 rank Leslin number two because she seemed to be, um, in my opinion, a bit more genuine than Pierre, and she she doesn't try to appeal. To your, own, your emotions, she appeals to your logic. For example, mm. let's say the abortion issue. When Leslie speaks about abortion, she's not trying to hide her intentions and she's not trying to appeal to your emotions. She's saying, guys, I just want us to have a conversation about this. This is what I propose, right? Let's see if we can help um pregnant women through their pregnancy help them after they're pregnant. So what she's saying is let's identify the root causes of why women seek abortion and let's try to solve that. Right. So, so, so speaking in a logical manner like that, that, that drew me, that drew me to her. One of the things that kind of rattled me was I saw a Twitter post of her, which I reposted. Some of you might've seen that where she was saying that she supported the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Mm -hmm. But that was a while back. That was maybe in, I think, maybe 2014, a while back. So, you know, I might give her the benefit of the doubt that maybe she didn't, you know, understand what the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals were because any regular normal person um, that looks looks at that will will say, oh, this is amazing. Um, We're going to end poverty. Uh, we're going we're to feed the world. Um, we're we're going to save the environment, right? A regular person will look at that and say, this is a good thing, but they don't really see the mechanics behind it or how the United Nations plans on implementing those goals. And their plans on implementing those goals is going to cause millions of deaths worldwide, right? So people don't see. So I-, I can give her the benefit of the doubt, but I would have loved if she would come out now and say that, hey, you know what? I was wrong. To support yeah. the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal, and I don't support it now, so I I would really appreciate if she did that, right? Yeah. But yeah, so she's she's my number two, um, and I, I I ranked her as such. One of the things that um I would have loved as well is if she releases some of her Jamaican-ness, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is what is what does that mean? What do you mean by that?
3: So so Leslin. So, okay, so Jamaicans wouldn't know that she's Jamaican if they didn't look into her background. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean, right? Like but shows I know, it
0: more, you mean?
3: Yeah, she doesn't she, she doesn't really show it. And I think that if she shows it more, or if she tries to uh, like bring it into her persona, I think you guys would love her a lot more.
0: And you know what? <laughs> that, that has been a, a little bit of a criticism on my part when it comes to Leslin, simply because I feel like she isn't showing us herself. Like it's like, she's holding back something. So I don't know, maybe it's that maybe she's holding back the Jamaican uh, and that's what we're missing. Um, But there is something that just feels a little (laughs) bit uh, like a tough exterior that it's like, Oh, we just want someone that we can feel uh, because our politicians like right now uh, feel so out of touch um, so that, that's something. And, and also to your point on the SDGs, uh, Devin, Leslin, when she was in the debate, the English debate, uh, made reference when, you know, Tom Clark was poking fun and, mm-hmm. and really just being a disaster of a host for that debate. Uh, Leslin at one point said because someone was used the term conspiracy theories, it, it may have been charade, just kind of fluffing off and completely gaslighting what people like us are, are really tuning into and what's important to us. She says, but what some of them have come true, and that was what she said on stage at that debate. Yeah. So, to your point about her former position on the SDGs, it, it also makes me wonder if. Leslin is someone who has gone on this similar journey of awakening to what on earth is actually happening. Because to your point, when it comes to SDGs, even when it comes to the great reset itself, if you actually look at how it's presented, it is presented in such a way that the average person who doesn't understand what's happening behind the scenes here would be like, well, this is great. Why wouldn't we want all of this for people? So Um, I, it would be interesting to know if she has taken a turn, but I do believe that based on the emails that she has been sending out over the last couple of weeks, if you guys are on her email list, I'm like, you are calling it out right now. Uh, so it's been really, yeah, she has, and, and guys, I haven't physically filled out my ballot yet. And I announced that Pierre was going to go in my number two. But based on how Leslin has been showing up uh, and the things that she is calling out uh, and how transparent she is about what she's seeing when it comes to uh, more nefarious agendas at play, she's all of a sudden she's got my head really turning towards her right now. So
4: why don't you talk about the ballot system, the ranking system for to explain to people how that works? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't even really get how it works.
0: Yeah, and you're right, because I still get DMs about this. Um, I do have two live interviews with Roman Baber on my feed at Trailblazer Media. He does a great job of articulating this from a politician standpoint. Obviously, there's going to be a spin on it where he's going to ask that you put him first. So just take that with a grain of salt and just focus on the ranking system itself. Uh, the ranking system, the biggest fear that everyone has right now is I have to vote for Pierre in order for Jean Charé to not get into power. You must know this is so important so that you are not voting out of obligation or, or just putting a vote behind Pierre because you're scared of Charest. You cannot split a vote on a ranked ballot system the only way you can split a vote on a ranked ballot system is if you don't put anyone in your number two spot. So for those of you, because the big thing right now, probably one of the most popular DMs I get is I want to vote for Roman Babber, but I'm scared to not vote for Pierre Polyev. Now, I am saying this without is I'm trying to be unbiased about this and just deliver uh, direct feedback on this specific question, because I am honest. If you miss the beginning of the call, Roman Baber is going in my number one position. The the thing that people are afraid of is that if they don't put peer number one, then all of a sudden Jean Charest is going to get all the votes. The way the rank ballot ballot system votes, if you were to put Roman Baber in your number one spot, he is trailing significantly in the polls right now. What these polls are and who's actually voting in them, I'm not sure. I don't really feel very uh, confident in the validity or integrity of these polls, but nonetheless, the way that it works is that if you have Roman Babber in your number one position and Roman Babber ends up after the first ballot is cast, ends up in the last position and he gets removed, then Pierre, if Pierre is your number two, all of a sudden goes to uh, your next ranked ballot. So your your vote for Pierre is not lost. The threat of charade coming in is not an issue so long as you put that second option on your ballot. So that's what's really, really important to remember. You do not have to put every candidate on your ballot. Only put the candidates on your ballot that you would be content with leading the Conservative Party of Canada. So if you only want uh, Roman and Pierre, and you're not a fan of Leslin, Scott, or Charest, uh, then just put Roman and Pierre on your ballot. If you're only, if you like, I don't trust anybody but Roman Babber, then only put Roman Babber on your ballot. But just remember that the ranked ballot system cannot be split. This is a completely different process. Than our federal electoral system in which case we absolutely did see vote splitting in the federal election uh because the cpc uh people who were not happy with the cpc all of a sudden branched off with their support into the ppc and that actually acts as a true vote split it is an entirely different process so i just want to be really clear on that thanks for flagging that um Because it is especially for people who have have never voted in a leadership race before and are terrified uh, for uh, your the contender that you do not want to have in power for the party all of a sudden getting in. It's a big concern for people, but I just want to squash it. Uh, So just know that you are very, very safe in voting with this thing that's beating in your chest right now, as opposed to I feel like I have to do this in order to prevent another candidate from coming into the mix.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's go to Polyev. So again, I'll be super transparent here. Uh, Polyev was my front runner when the CPC first launched uh, their campaign for a new leader after they voted O'Toole out in a secret ballot. Uh, Pierre was uh, on, my, on my radar as this is our guy. And uh, what struck me about Pierre initially uh, we know he's a pit bull in the House of Commons. It is insanely satisfying to watch him shred the left when he is, uh, you know, just delivering—let's call them facts—when it comes to uh, the things that need to be said about what's happening in our policy uh, or concerns that he has with bills that the left may be trying to to put forth. So, uh, Pierre is a, a strong individual. He's bold. He's incredibly articulate. Uh, and I went to one of his rallies in Calgary. Uh, I believe he is a homegrown dude. Uh, he, he's been in politics his entire life. Uh, and I know that I'll probably get a lot of pushback here in the chat for saying this. I do not believe that Pierre is affiliated with the World Economic Forum in the way that people believe he is. Um, And that is something that I stand by pretty strongly, not to naively defend Pierre, but to simply call out the fact it does not make sense. So that's my position on Pierre. Now, before I explain why all of a sudden I started to kind of drift away from Pierre, um, let's open up the dialogue here. Is anyone here putting Pierre in their number one spot?
1: I'm not sure. That's why I'm happy to be in this conversation because um are you debating? I'm like 50/50 between Roman and Pierre. So I'm, that's why I'm, I'm just, I I I normally I just copy Sarah's homework.
0: <laughs> uh, and now you're like, "Oh shit, she's doing something I didn't expect." But then to she said what Roman do I, do? I went,
1: "What? Roman?" And then you guys <laughs> also started chiming in the chat saying, "Yeah, Roman, Roman, Roman." I went, "Oh my god. I'm the one person who's not putting Roman first? Okay, I need to I need to figure out what's going on in your heads." Because I just see him as the most, like how you just described him, powerful and quick-witted and can just crush it in a, de- a debate. Um, that being said, I've interviewed Roman also, and I, 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 Roman seems more genuine, and I like Roman better as a guy. But I just feel like Pierre will go in and do some damage if we just think the one mission is, and maybe I'm a little bit like focused on just the mission of get uh you know just tackle justin get him out of there get him out um, maybe Pierre is not the best for like everything but if his <laughs> mission is just to get justin out of there people normally gravitate towards strength um so is i don't that, know that's i don't know
5: can i ask yeah. you a question because because i get this question often where like you know, people ask me where where rank people and and they'll say, well, you know, I'm going for Pierre. And and I say, OK, so how come? They're like, well, to be honest, like my main focus right now is to get Justin out. They're like thinking if no matter what, I have to get Justin out, I have to pick Pierre. And I say, OK, so why do you think Pierre? I said, because quite honestly, Justin has an approval rating of what, eight? Like my 12 year old daughter could probably beat him. Mm. Like, I, I don't think we need Pierre or or anyone else for that matter. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think
0: me- this is like a, a perfect segue into, into understanding what does it mean to actually beat Justin Trudeau? Because I think that there's uh, a perception out there that this comes down to a debate, which arguably the majority of Canadians don't even tune into prior to going to the polls. So holding that in that level of regard as Pierre would slaughter Trudeau if they were to go toe to toe. uh, It's also arguable that Trudeau would be so absolutely prepared to also slaughter Polyev in um, a debate and, and kind of along the same lines of like, what would Trudeau do with someone like Leslie Lewis? Uh, what would Trudeau do with someone like Roman Babber, this, this MPP that just came out of like North York, Ontario? It's like, where did you even come from? And what can I do to attack you right now because you came so out of left field with Polyev? Polyev's an easy target. But when when we think about what it means to beat the liberals, this is all about turning seats blue in the House of Commons. So the, just super quick for anyone who may not um, know how our federal electoral system works, the way in which it works is not by popular vote, guys. If it was by popular vote, the CPC would have won the last two elections because the CPC, the Conservative Party of Canada, had the majority vote in 2019 and the last one in 2021 in the fall. But our, we have a first-past-the-post system, which means that when you go to the poll to cast your ballot, you are voting for your MP. Now, the party who has the most MPs that won their writings form the government. In order to have a majority government, we don't have a majority right now. We have a fake one. It's called the Liberal NDP Supply and Confidence Agreement, but it's not not a true majority government. We currently have 338 seats in the House, 338 MPs. In order to have a majority government, one party has to have over half of those seats. The Liberals do not have that. So when we think about what does it mean to beat Justin Trudeau, we need more people per riding voting blue. That's what it means to beat Justin Trudeau. So then we have to ask ourselves, and this is where my thought process started to shift. So maybe we can just kind of go into a a bit of a debate here around Pierre and and Roman, because I know that this is where a lot of people are hanging out and be like, oh, my God, what do I do? My thought process started to going to who actually has a better chance at reaching the centrists and the left when it comes to flipping seats in the House of Commons from either red or orange over into a blue seat. And my original definition of Pierre being strong, this was a word that I used to to describe Pierre. What is the actual definition of strength, though, that we need? And this is where I started to think differently about Polyev. It's unfortunate because Polyev is despised by the left. He has already made a name for himself publicly. There are already activist groups loud and proud all over Canada that are actively working to dismantle Pierre Polyev, and the guy isn't even in power yet. So for me, when it comes to who can actually beat Justin Trudeau, who is going to be the most successful at winning over the public? The the average Canadian citizen uh, especially the Canadian citizen who has never even bothered going to the poll because they think all politicians politicians are corrupt and slimy. Is Polly of the guy to change their mind on that? I don't know. I don't feel good about that, though. Whereas Babber, and, and similar to what you were saying, kid, the demeanor of Babber, uh, the gentleness, the integrity he holds, the honesty. The guy couldn't lie if he held a gun to his head, I don't think. Um, that to me, as far as what the public would need to see from the Conservative Party in order to all of a sudden vote for them for the first time, I feel like Babber fits that bill. Devin, you got your hand up. Go ahead.
3: So you mentioned um, something just now in regards to, um, you know, the media, the left hating Pierre. So I think if Pierre is able to, to traverse those helitarians, I think he can... He has the ability to beat Justin Trudeau. I think I personally think that Pierre can beat Justin Trudeau. He just needs to 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 learn how to properly navigate yes. what's going on. But here but here's here's the thing. And I'm gonna get a lot of people up there right now because as many of you here know, I'm not a conservative. And I'm also not liberal. I consider myself a libertarian. All right. So I don't subscribe necessarily to political parties. I just go wherever I think um, is best for me. And at this, at, at this time, it's not that I'm going towards the Conservative Party. I'm really going towards Roman because I wouldn't have joined the Conservative Party if it was for Roman. Yep. The thing about Peer is this: Conservative supporters are too loyal. I fear that should Peer win and become the prime minister, conservatives are going to relax they're going to they're they're going to drop their guards yep. right there's a 50 50 chance that Pierre is not on our side yep <laughs> right there's a 50 50 chance and this is why i, I ranked him 3 because that, that that was too high of a margin and the reason why i see there's a 50 50 chance is this number 1 a gentleman i can't recall who it was asked Pierre a question about the United Nations Sustainable Development. Yes, Something I watched that, he that video. Voted on. Yeah, right. And Pierre pretended as, you know what, I'm not going to say pretend. Maybe he forgot. It's. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He said, I didn't. Re- I haven't read them. Yeah, that was yeah. his response. Yeah, and he voted for him. So it, it seems as if he didn't know. And at, at the time, Pierre was my number two at that yeah. time. Right. So when I saw that video, I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm gonna put him as number two if he can't um answer the question about why he supported the United Nations sustainable development goals or or are or, or what it is. And the other thing is this um Pierre has too many establishment conservatives behind him. Yeah, and these establishment conservatives are members are well, I wouldn't say youth leaders because I think Right now, they only have two youth leaders, and one of them was uh, behind Patrick Brown. But yeah, they have too many WEF World Economic Forum supporters um, yes. behind him, right? And then when that haven't Harper,
0: denounced that haven't denounced it.
3: Yes. Yeah. And then when Stephen Harper now came out, Stephen Harper, the biggest conservative WEF supporter, and I know conservatives probably the hardcore conservatives probably don't, don't like this, but he this guy is not somebody to be trusted. No. and for, for him and all of these other um, politicians to be standing up behind Pierre, it, it raises my eyebrows. So the question I have to ask is is Pierre playing on our feelings, on our emotions? he knows that we're pissed. he knows that we're angry. Yeah. So he's gonna so, so he as a politician and he's a really great politician and that's not a compliment <laughs> That's not a compliment. Being yeah. a great politician is not a compliment, right? He's too good of a politician because this guy, when he speaks, he's able to capture your attention. It's, it's, it's almost as if he's the best at what he was trained, trained to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So I so I, I am wary of that, and 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 I fear that peer is a tool um, of, of, of the of the oligarchy, right? The oligarchy says that, hey, you know what? We have control of the Liberal Party. We have cons- control of the Conservatives. We have control of the NDP, right? Of course, we know they control Jean Charest. Yeah. They control Patrick Brown, right? What evidence do we have that they don't potentially have some control over peer?
5: Yeah.
3: And that's my concern.
5: Do you guys mind if I jump in on this?
0: Yeah, go ahead. And then, and then Mark, you can jump in
5: okay uh so so similar to that i had um my true reason why for me uh not talking about roman but i mean why why pierre was no longer my first because there was a time where he was my first uh was you know everyone always says we need change we need change and i think people are just fed up with well they just don't trust politics they don't just trust politicians and similar to what devin said he's just he's the true epitome of a textbook politician and i think when you are that way we're used to it and what it comes down to is that we just know that we just don't believe you yeah and any feeling yeah and it, almost every time that gives something credit to that feeling it amplifies it for example mm-hmm. similar to you uh i don't believe he was a wef member but when he talks he tries to be so like no there's no one in my cabinet who's going to be allowed to do but you have high ranking people who are either Running your campaign, we are promoting, yeah. you, supporting you, and you're okay with it, and yet
0: it's not being denounced.
5: It could be a problem, right? And then you add on top of that that yes, he's outspoken, great, but when you look at people like Leslin and Roman, who from the beginning they were just like they don't care what your choices are; they're just against the mandates, right? Okay. And they've been hard and true, and they didn't seem like they came out out of convenience. It wasn't. It never seemed like a political move. It just really seemed like I'm pouring my heart out, and I don't care if I get kicked out of my party.
3: Yeah,
5: this is what's right. And I think similar to what you said, where when you look at Roman, there's no one who's going to think Roman is full of shit. Like he he does miss that political pizzazz. He doesn't <laughs> like,
0: have. He doesn't have charisma. Like let's just say it.
5: Yeah, no, a little and, flat. <laughs> he would really that and i think that's the beauty of roman because he's like he knows where he is he knows but to me i think where you look at what people join politics for which is to be a civil servant Mm -hmm. it's to for the people by the people and it's like to me roman is that he is truly there for what is right to fight with what's wrong and it's not about uh like he was willing to get fired like he was just like i this is what matters right so to me i think when we really want change why do we go for the same
0: yeah yeah Yeah.
5: you're like if we want change let's go for change let's go for someone who when you really look at them you're like if he says something i know he actually means it right and if he says he doesn't know something it's because he doesn't fucking know
3: it yeah. yeah.
5: And, <laughs> yes. And it's not it's not a bullshit thing. It's not like you're never going to feel like he's bullshitting you. And I think people are just tired. People are just tired of feeling. That we just know that you're gonna, if you're a politician, we just know that you're going to be fucking lied to all the and time.
0: This this is this is I think a key deciding factor. Like put everything else aside. Like put the Great Reset aside. Put the the freedom stuff aside. Put the vaccine stuff aside. People are sick of politics, and. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Pierre is the poster child for politics. So to your point, Andrea, and I agree with you in in that regard, Pierre is more of the exact same system that we are trying to overturn when we think about creating something new and setting a new standard for what we expect to see in our politicians, the behavior that we expect to see in the House of Commons. Um, the level of respect that we expect our politicians to be able to operate with, the the pissing match that uh, Ev Evan Patrick Brown got into right out of the gates was incredibly off putting for me, um, because I I don't believe that that is necessary in order to be able to advance oneself by pushing someone else down. Um, so that was something that stood out to me too. Mark, I want to get back to you though. You had uh, your little Zoom hand up earlier.
2: My little Zoom hand. <laughs> <I know>. um, <laughs>
5: You're a
2: little tiny zoom, like, tiny tiny zoom um, hand. <laughs> I mean, first I want to preface too much like Devin. I'm, I've never been conservative in from a political sense or even an ideological sense. Generally, I grew up in Alberta, which that was very different than, you know, most of the people I knew their families worked in oil and gas. They work in oil and gas. Then I moved to Vancouver and there's not even a conservative arm there. <laughs> you just fall off the cliff into the ocean and, <laughs> and probably get sent back to Alberta or Saskatchewan. Um, so I, I'm i very much more like about being able to actually explore what's best for humanity, what's best for people. You know, I I think when people talk about it, I'm sort of like from a policy perspective, liberal and from a fiscally conservative sometimes, um, I want programs that help support people. And I also know that you have to pay for them somehow. So how do we do both of those things? How do we have rational conversations? I, this is interesting because the chat certainly influenced me in the signal group. Because Pierre was my number one. When I learned about how the conservative vote worked, then I was like, "Oh, I wouldn't be throwing away a vote at Barber." Then I'd rather him be in. And then Pierre is my second, and L- L- Lesslin is my third. I think I feel similar to Kid about Pierre, and maybe that's shifted <laughs> in this conversation, Kid. But I th- there's a few things I like about him. One is that I listened to his interview. I think it was with Jordan Peterson. I didn't realize he was from Calgary. I didn't realize he was sort of like kind of birthed into politics. And as much as someone would say, and it was certainly a sales pitch was like, oh, but a teacher, I think about a teacher. Wouldn't that be a better prime minister? I probably would have said yes before that teacher became a prime minister. And he has a shady past as a teacher being out of integrity, but that's not allowed to get on the news. Um, But one thing about Pierre that I think part of any political leadership space is actually showmanship, is actually the ability to influence people. And his charisma has gotten him where he is because he is good at it. Like Devin said, that's not a compliment, but it's also a reality. And I know as much as we want to shift that, I do like the things that he speaks, he stands for. I think he will have a better ability at influencing other MPs. Also, liberal MPs, NDP. I think when I watch him like that one interview or question period, which I'd like to figure out, can we pass a law where they have to answer the fucking question? Like, I've never spent Peck, more time. Brian
0: Peckford calls this out a lot, saying like, put stuff in place to stop this behavior in the House. It's, it's content
2: to the House. And if I have to hear another fucking speaking point, that's the exact same fucking shit that has nothing to do with the fucking question. Yep, it drives me nuts. And you know, when I think about it, though, I'm like, he's that interview he did with Trudeau, where he was asking him for a number, like, what number? What number did his family, yeah. I think, benefit from?
0: From the We charity,
2: yeah. And he was like, number, give me a number, and you get this answer, and then you go, just a number, please. And I'm like, I, his assertiveness is necessary, yeah. And I, hey, Roman could step into that. He could really, he seems to have really stepped in and come into his own voice and his own power, but he's not arrogant. He's not, you know, he has a really beautiful sense of humility and compassion, which is what birthed all this. And, you know, I the conservatives, none of them other than him, I think, did Leslin speak out at the very beginning? I don't think she did. Not till really the freedom convoy. And- Both
5: convoy is when she spoke out.
2: Yeah, yeah and- And granted, the media at that time, there was evidence of breakthrough infections and all that, but you'd never have seen it in the media uh, because they would never do anything to make us question the vaccine, which, again, fucking red flags. Like Anything you're not allowed to criticize should really concern you, especially when the media participates in the shaming of that. And if you look at the recent documents out of the U.S. showing that the Biden administration colluded with social media platforms to silence voices, that is a violation of their First Amendment, you know, because the argument is that private corporations are allowed to censor blah, blah, but not if the government's telling them to. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure Canada had a similar thing.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: I would be shocked. I've I've done the Freedom of Information Act request. We'll see if I get it in the next 12 years. But, you know, I, I am happy that I'm not throwing away my vote at Barber. I hope that he has the potential of winning. I think Pierre is going to win. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's not actually a bad second. I am concerned about the things you guys are talking about. Uh, but I'm also really concerned at where Canada has got to. And I think this is, he appeals more to my emotion. Roman appeals more to what I think is smart long-term. But I'm also like, man, the I think to a lot of people who are angry. I, th- I think the the real challenge too is like, I, what I hear people say is, but how do you get Ontario to change? Their votes, because if they don't, then then we're in the same place again. I couldn't. If correction, there's another third correction, legal, Toronto,
3: not Ontario. Yeah, fair good, yeah, good yeah, yeah, call out, bad, Devin.
2: Not Thunder Bay, not any. <laughs> but
0: GTA. But
2: if there's another, I I just couldn't imagine another Liberal government. It, it honestly it makes my stomach sick.
0: It's frightening to think of
2: how people have been treated it makes my stomach sick to think of the division and the hate speech and the platform that Trudeau ran on for the snap election was honestly some of the worst things I've ever heard spoken by a politician to divide families. And it makes me so sad to think that that has been allowed here. And And
0: to think that there were 5 million people that actually still voted for Trudeau based on that leadership campaign and, I think it was you and I that talked about it uh, where there, there were obviously numbers that data that, that the liberal regime was pulling from in order to uh, had like to Trudeau, be for a pivot like that to know that it was lead, so big lead with literal I, I, division and hate and, and that they would
2: still actually be able to win that they might I win to, a majority. Yeah.
3: I want to, I want to come to Peter's defense for a minute. So so not because I said that I'm put i I'm putting Pierre as number three um, means that I'm completely against the guy. As I said, it's, it's 50-50. I want to come to his defense. It's based on something that I've seen in the, in, the, in the comments. And um, Sarah, you mentioned one before. So number one, Pierre isn't a part of the World Economic Forum. I know that, right? So the concern is that the people who are backing him are and may have some kind of influence over him. That's number one. Yep. Number two, Pierre doesn't support central banking digital currency so i see the i see the comments so that's not what he supports he supports digital currency i do as well but just not central banking digital currency they're different things yes, so cryptocurrency like 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 bitcoin or ethereum you know decentralized cryptocurrency these things are good and the reason why they're good is because we have full control over them the government they're has no regulated. control over it Right. So there's a difference between them. So I had to come to Pierre's defense with that. So me personally, I agree with 95% of everything that Pierce says. Mm-hmm. And that's just the truth. 95% I agree with, right? The, 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 the guy, whenever Pierce says something, I'm like, yes. Like, why didn't anybody, like, why has nobody said this before? But that fifty percent that he that he might be using us, I can't. You know, I can't ignore that, right? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What,
4: so, uh, I agree with so much of what Devin has said. I too, you know, like have flip flopped in my since I've kind of started voting. I, I don't really think I'm liberal or conservative. I'm actually more. I identify more as a libertarian. And, um, I decided to get this membership because I want to have a say in, in who takes this. And I too was going to vote Pierre all the way, like up until very recently, he was my number one. And then, um, I think it was Devin or Andre who just said this, sorry, I can't remember who said like, when you, like we're wanting something different. Pierre is really much of the same. He's very polished. He comes across, you know, he's very well-spoken. I love all those things about him. But uh, you got to kind of look at Roman and go, okay, yeah, the guy's not as polished as Pierre, but he's got that genuineness to him. And for me, what changed my mind was uh, a few things you said, Sarah, and just really looking at, okay, first of all. It's not him against Trudeau because people are saying, who's going to beat out Trudeau? At the end of the day, if you are in a riding and you really love your liberal candidate, that's who you're going to vote for. So it really does come down to that riding, like at the kind of, you know, hone right in. And I think that's an important thing for people to remember is there's not going to be a, you know, head to head from between Roman and Trudeau, like people are going to be voting for the person in their writing who best represents them. That's still our issue. That is, you know, we've got the first past the post system. There's, there's so much to consider there. And for me, um, You know, I I feel like I'm still dealing with some trauma from this last two years of the way we've been pitted against each other Um, to be a minority. okay? I'm an East Indian woman. My my parents are immigrants. They came here for a better life from India, um, for democracy, you know, to get away from a corrupt Indian government and to be called a racist, a misogynist. Because I chose not to take a medical procedure, an untested medical procedure. This was heartbreaking, not just to me, but I started to think about my community, like my fellow Indian community, other people who have come here for a better life for their families. You guys, these people come here, they drive taxi cabs, they work shift work. My dad was a bus driver and he worked nights. So they didn't have to put us in daycare during the day. I can only imagine like he, he's, he's not alive anymore, but I can only imagine the conversations I would have with him to think, dad, what, what if this was happening? Like back when, like now, like, what if we were babies now and you were told you have to get this injection or you're going to lose your job? What would you do? Even if you didn't want it, of course, you're going to take it like, they have been all like Black Lives Matter, and we're all about, like, you know, these people are racist. Like, excuse me. But actually, the minorities, the people who have come here for a better life who are barely making ends meet, they're working night shift, they're driving taxi cabs. You have put these people in a position where they now have to do something that they don't want to do because they have no choice. And that like it, I almost am like crying right now because I get so passionate about thinking about that, that even if my parents didn't want to do that, they would have had to. And it breaks my heart because people like Trudeau and Jagmeet Singh get up there and they talk about like, oh, we're, we're speaking for, you know, people of color and for immigrants. No, actually you're not. You have put some of these people in the worst position. And that gets my blood boiling. Like when people are like, why do you do this? Like that, that's part of the reason why I do this because there are Indian communities out there, black communities, immigrants, people from all parts of the world who came here for a better life, who are barely making ends meet. They're working as janitors, cab drivers, bus drivers. And they were told that if you don't do this, you're not going to have a job. Of course, they're going to do it. And then they break, oh, we have a 90% vaccination rate. No, dude, like that's not because they wanted to. Like it's, uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein kind of vibes a little bit, right? Like do this or lose your job. Yeah. So for me, that when he ran last year on that platform of like, if I get in, like, we're going to make sure you can't get on a plane or a train until you're, that just got my blood boiling because that was intentional. The divide that he caused. Calling people like me a racist, a misogynist, it's like we need that person gone now. Looking at okay, well, who's coming in? I have to say, one of the things that really has convinced me to go with Roman over Pierre, and like I said, it you know, it changed my mind in the last little bit. I did feel like Pierre was a little bit too much like Trudeau that way, like he's a little too perfect, a little too polished. But then Roman made a really good point in one of his interviews. And I think maybe Sarah, it was the one with you where he said, uh, obviously he's putting his own spin on it. I get that. But to say, rank me first, because even if I don't win, like we know Pierre's in the lead, but then you are sending a very strong message to the party, yeah. which was really that captivated me because that's such a good point because Pierre hasn't been around for the last two years. He hasn't been here since the beginning. It's like they've been pandering to us, like, oh, let's see what people do. When the Freedom Convoy happened and they realized, oh, my God, this is a huge movement. There's millions of people across the country. How much money was raised? Millions and millions of dollars. That's when the Conservative Party, for the most part, felt safe to, like, Oh, okay. Now we're going to come out. Okay. Now I'm going to speak out and I'm going to speak in favor of the freedom convoy. And so for me, that was a big piece. Cause it feels like the conservatives are still a little bit like gun shy. Like they don't Got really like, like one toe in. Yes. They don't really want to come out and be like, this is what we believe. Right. It's like, pick a lane, dude. Sure. Like that. That's how I felt with Aaron O'Toole during like the debates and stuff. Like the guy could not yeah. pick a lane. He's all over the place. You're You're a conservative stand as a conservative stand strong in your belief system. And so for me, I just feel like putting Roman in first in the number one ranking, even if he doesn't win, it will send a very strong message to the party as a whole that, hey, guys, Mm -hmm. we a lot of us value freedom. We 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 want the arrive can scrapped. We want the mandate scrapped. We don't ever want to go through this again. And there's a whole bunch of us that are watching you now. So even if Pierre wins, I I, I feel like if we send a strong message by putting Roman in the number one spot and he kind of like sneaks up as being like a close second, yeah. I mean, God, I would love it if he just surprised the shit out of everybody and took tick, tick first, right? But let's say he doesn't. At least when you see how many people put him in first place, even if Pierre wins, I think it will send a strong message to Pierre and the whole party as a whole. Uh, There's a lot of people who value freedom and we're watching
0: you. And if and they I want see- to stop losing support to the PPC, then they yes. need to get their yes. shit together.
4: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I was going to mention too. <laughs> yeah. 100%. that too. Yeah. hundred percent. So that's, that, that's, that's my train of thought. That's how I got to this place. It's like, even just at the very least, sending a very strong message to the party, um, I don't care who's controlling Pierre, you know, whatever I don't, I also like Sarah, like you said, like, I don't believe he's part of the W E F, but yeah, there's some kind of create shadiness there. Certainly not
0: burning it down the way that no, we want him exactly.
4: to exactly. But yeah. it's yeah. like, but if you know, like to you, to what I spoke about before Sarah, like to that point of like, Oh, you know, how's that working for you guys? We, we live in a country that's like apologizes for everything. I had somebody in my DMS the other day be like, oh, you know, Roman doesn't do this for me and I'm going to vote for Pierre. Sorry. And I responded, why are, you why are you apologizing? And she was like, I guess I'm just too Canadian. And it's so true. It's like, fuck, we are just so complacent. We apologize for everything. We can't stand strong in anything. It's okay to have an opinion and be strong. And I think the conservative party is a perfect example of that. It's like, they're like, kind of like, oh, we don't want to like, you know, we don't want to piss off her. It's like, stand for something so sending them Mm -hmm. a very strong message that your uh you know whatever constituents we value freedom that's what we want to see from you guys and now we're watching you we were a little, little complacent for a little too long like that's how Trudeau the weasel got in there right um because we haven't been watching why do you think Klaus Schwab brags about Oh, we've infiltrated the cabinet, 50% of the cabinet in Canada.
2: Penetrated. Yes. Penetrated. Yes. You right? have to say penetrated. You've
4: penetrated and, uh, and, the cabinet.
2: And, and, the, we, <laughs> and we have, for
4: that reason, yeah. because we have been complacent and we haven't been paying attention and we don't vote yeah. and we don't understand our first past the post system. We don't, Like so many people don't even understand how the voting system works. It's a.
2: I had no clue. yeah same
4: here i i just i'm learning too right so it's like this is a function this is because of our school system it's all on purpose it's by design and canada is ripe for the picking that's why we're the most locked down country in the world pretty much that's why we still like are playing pandemic it's because it's by design canadians by design are more complacent so i think if we all vote in that way it sends a very strong message even if roman doesn't win it lets pierre and the whole party know we're watching and we're paying yeah. attention
3: and i think we should we should um not be afraid to threaten them with the ppc because yep. the ppc right. has been there from the very very beginning everybody was calling them crazy and nuts they were there from the beginning in the last elections I supported the PPC because there's no way in hell I was going to support O'Toole so I don't want us to be uh, afraid or shy about threatening the conservatives with the PPC that hey if you guys don't 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 act in the manner that we suggest we're going to go to the PPC and that is how you get them to get their act in order bingo
1: well, the PPC will have to get better headshots if that's the case. <laughs> yeah.
0: They also need better candidates as MPs. Yes, that's a whole other conversation. Seriously. Oh my yeah. God.
3: I, I actually suggested to them that um, Maxime, Maxime Bernier should resign and they should hold uh, um, an election, an internal elections and elect somebody else. I don't think... Totally Bernier agree, Devin. This in. Yeah. Uh, can I get Andre
0: to me. jump in here? Yeah. Andre's been trying to get in for like last 10 minutes and then <laughs> you jump in.
5: Okay. So uh, I, I first of all I fucking love this conversation more than anything. This is amazing. Um and I'm sure all the viewers are loving it too. Uh so I want to be really clear with with my stance and where I rank people. For me, number one is Roman, number two is Leslie and number three is, is Pierre for me. Um now I, I do want to explain because I think on one hand it's a moral compass that I that I make my, my decision on, but also strategy. So if I talk about my moral compass first, to me, I think I don't think anyone in this room thinks that the WEF is awesome, that their agenda is great. None of that. Right. None of us do. So to me, kind of like how we've grown our community, like we no longer know who our people within our community. We don't know where they stand on many things, but we all but we do know that they stand against mandates. That has become the new moral compass of why I think you're fucking my family now. Right. It's the new base. Right. So for me, you know, when you, when we all know what West stands for, how long they've been fucking plugging away and trying to infiltrate and trying to infiltrate to me, the moment you have people around you that are supporting you and you're not denouncing it, you know, um, that, that it's an immediate problem for me. It's an immediate problem. Now, don't get me wrong. Kind of like what everyone said, like, I'm a talker. I like, I've been in sales. I, th- there's parts of Pierre that I fucking love so bad. I was like, That's skills. I wish, I wish you did not have web associations. That would be, it would be very, very different. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean that he does not have a high ranking or a high place or a huge influence within, within the party or within a role. Like I think Sarah and I, you discussed like, he was, if he was like the finance, like finance minister. And it was just Leslie, like,
0: like the attorney general, like let's yeah. go. And,
5: that whole team would be amazing like yeah. I think when many I think many of us here are entrepreneurs or business owners you know you could have someone who sucks in this position, but in this position they're exactly what you need and they excel like it doesn't have to be all three are either the leaders or nothing um so now when I talk about strategy, so I, I discussed the moral compass part, but in terms of strategy, you know Sarah explained how things work in terms of for voting now if we look at pierre he's a hardcore conservative, right? Devin touched on how he's very much conservative. Like anybody who's true blue conservative is loving Pierre because where he stands on things, he is never going to be able to cross the aisle with, to get, but like, no matter what, the NDP and the liberal are going to fight him on everything. Right. Because they're complete opposite views. Whereas I think Roman actually has a better chance of possibly bringing people together. Cause I think people are just going to like go against Pierre for the sake of just saying, go screw yourself. Right. We're not going to agree to this. We're not going to do that. Whereas Roman, I think, I think he's the type who would actually gladly open it up and say, I want your participation. I want, and I think if they don't participate, he's actually going to call that out as well saying, I wanted you to participate. I wanted you to be part of it. And the thing is, you know, he's not going to bullshit you. And I think that's what people are now looking for. Right. And when we look at what I hate the term that we use leaders because, you know, the government works for us, but the truth is the leader of the party. To me, I think like if, if the whole point of government, government officials and elected officials are to represent the people, would you not want uh, a leader of a party who really stands for the not I'm trying to appease you or to make you happy or to to not piss you off? And it's just like this is what matters for Canadians. This is what matters for, you know, and I think, you know, uh, Pierre did stand against the mandates on occasion, but but Roman has been there from the fucking beginning. Like we're all here because of the shitstorm that was created easily. If Roman wasn't a politician, he could have been in this meeting because he was in it from the beginning. Right. And it's pure and it's innocent. And it's just like, I love the man and I met him once, (laughs) you know, like there's this, you know, so that's where I stand with my stuff. To me, it might not seem complicated or it might seem like I'm oversimplifying it, but, um, it's just, to me, there's a moral compass aspect and there's also a strategy aspect. And I think people have to also take away from like, you know, just because you're the prime minister does not mean that you become a dictator and tell everybody what to do. Like there's a party, you have a team, you have a group of people around. So it's who, whoever is elected surrounds themselves with. And I would hope that whoever out of the three, because, you know, I posted something the other day, I'm like, shout out who? I don't even know how he's even going to be in there. You know, um, I would hope that the three, whoever wins surrounds themselves with the other two in a major influence because you will get everybody, you will get everybody. And that's how you're going to beat everything. You know? I
0: love that. And I totally agree. I think that in, if, if any one of my top three, which are are Baber, uh, Poliev and Lewis were to get in, I'm behind them with every fiber of my being. Mm. Um, so this isn't if all of a sudden one of them, it's not the one that I had in my first rank gets in, I'm, I'm out. Like, it, it's like all right this is who the party voted for um let's get behind them and, and do the best we can and we make our decision the next time the federal election is called if if the cpc is uh in line with the direction that we hope they're going then great if not then just as devin said we are all right guys i guess i guess we're going uh maybe a little more purpley than we are blue these <laughs> days so we still have options. Um, Mark, did you want to say something? I cut you off earlier when I was getting Andre in there.
2: Nah, I don't, I don't remember what it was about. It's all done. Are we on Roman now?
0: I think we've kind of been half on Roman, half on uh, on Polly <laughs> of oh. this whole time. But uh, do we have any concerns about Roman? How about we take that angle? Because I think it's quite obvious that Roman's got a lot of support here. Are there are things that were like, yes, but also I'm worried about this.
2: I just don't know if he's ready for that national stage. That's the thing. Is like, does he have the kahunas, you know? Like, does yeah. he have the, um, and he might. Present. Yeah. Like, I think Lesson has more of that. So, I think she yeah. does.
4: I agree with Mark. But, um, you know, one thing that I have to say is, I think it was, uh, actually maybe it was a conversation with you, Sarah, or maybe, because have you had two conversations with him now? Yeah. Okay. There was his first conversation with you. You asked him that, what do you say to people who say that you're not as much of a bulldog or, you know, like you're not ready for the world stage. And actually real, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he didn't cower in his response to you. He, he said, this is me like take it or leave it kind of thing. And I actually really, um, that actually really got me thinking like, hey, okay, this guy's like owning. He understands that he's not a bulldog. He's not a perfectly polished Pierre Polyev, but he, you know, he, he doesn't have that same charisma or maybe he doesn't have the capacity to own the stage. But in that moment, when you asked him that question, I really respected the way he responded. Like he was kind of like, this is how I am. This is how I approach stuff and take me or leave me. So it could be something that becomes uh, cultivated with him within him and you know, Hey, maybe he needs like a coaching team or something, right. Like a, like somebody to help him be a little bit more assertive and maybe, you know, polish him up a little bit. Like uh, I look at it that way, like a more hopeful, like there's possibility for, for some, you know, change and, and coaching. And um, but yeah, just to to respond to Mark's question, I had the same concern, but I was very impressed with how he kind of really owned just who he is too.
5: Can I, can I add to that? Cause I, I completely agree. It's like on one hand, when you, like when Mark said, you know, he doesn't know if he's ready for the, doesn't know if he's ready for the big stage and there's part of my brain that was like, I agree. And then when I, when I listen to, when I listen to you, I also agree because one of the things that I love about him and I kind of talked about it before, why I do think he's great is that he's just brutally honest right like brutally if we look, honest yeah but if we, go, <laughs> if we look on the u.s side okay so i'm going to do like a little u.s analogy trump was brutally honest everyone hated the way he delivered it right but can you imagine if a canadian leader was brutally honest but not a dick right who was just is like that not what we want like, this is you know this, this yeah. is this is what i think this is what i don't like this is what this country's doing this is what we want to do this you know and who cares if some jackass from a leader from another country tries to like be all whatever he's gonna look like a dick because Roman's just gonna respond in a very mature straightforward honest response and you're all magically gonna think i like this guy that yeah. other guy's an asshole
2: he you might know? make he might make canada's nervous system regulated again he is pretty calm in that sense you know because we've been For kind sure. of bring us
0: down a few levels right please.
2: he's like, like hey everybody guys <laughs> so like the-
0: is that not what
4: think about what happens if JT gets voted out what is the number one thing this country needs we need some massive healing oh yeah we need a party too party um, party first
1: <laughs> we need the, a group the, hug the,
4: <laughs> the intentional division the trauma the separation the divide like it is so sad you guys it honestly like it makes me want to cry what has happened to this country what has happened to families friends it's all on purpose what this country needs is healing we need healing so when jt gets his ass kicked to the curb what we need is a leader who is going to bring us back together and heal us and and i think they're all capable of that actually i really do roman is just so much more gentle and like lovable and i he just the way he speaks i think it's i think this, less the word safety people.
1: It's yes, safety the right safety
4: but, uh, you need yeah. to feel safe you need to feel healed and held and brought back together and like you know the with the media like we need that media completely dismantled like they are a big part of of the problem we need so much healing in this country so i, I just think that's another thing to consider like who is going to help with that
3: Yeah. yeah. So, so Sunit, I, I agree with you on the fact that we need healing, and I think Roman is the person to do it, but I disagree with you when you said that you think that they all can do it. I don't think Pierre is capable of doing the healing because of something that Andres Andre said. He said that people are just going to say something bad or just hate, uh, hate Pierre for just doing it, they, they have no reason at all and it's not, one of the reasons is because of the media how the media portrays peer. I don't think there's anything that Peer can do or say to make these people come over to the right side, and when I say right side I don't mean politically right I mean yeah. like you know um, you know, mentally stable because uh, I think these people are unstable <laughs> right, but I, I don't think there's anything peer can do um, to, to really unite the country because of that Jean Charest can't do it because the conservatives are going to be gone um, what's the other guy? Scott, I so Scott maybe he may stand a chance if he doesn't go in the direction of O'Toole and uh John You never know what he's going to do, right? Um, Leslyn can as well, but she's also going to alienate um the pro abortion crowd. And Roman, let me tell you about Roman, guys. In 2020, in the year 2020. I was I was, I was, was angry. I was pissed off. I was on social media every day, screaming and hollering, tagging Trudeau, tagging Doug Ford, tagging all of them. I came across um, Roman Barber and I started tagging Roman too. I started commenting on Roman's post and sharing his post. And one day, Roman sent me a message on Twitter, I think it was, Twitter. And I'm like, hmm, why is, why is this politician messaging me? So, so he says he wants to talk to me. So I said okay. So I sent him my phone number. He called me and he said basically he said to me that everything is going to be okay. Right? He says he's working on it, right? He's 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 working on everything in in, in the province in Ontario. He called me to reassure me, I'm not I'm not his constituent. I can't vote for him. I'm all the way in Barrie. He's in North York. This guy called me to reassure me that he's working on it and he's doing everything that he can. He had no reason to do that. He, there was no benefit for him to do that, but he did that. And I'm not the only one he did it with, right? He's, mm-hmm. called, he's called other people as, as well, randomly, just like that, and just, just spoke with them over the phone. We were talking for like 30 minutes. Which politician in the history of this country calls a random person, none. speaks with them for 30 minutes? None, none. Can you even email Pierre right now and get him or Leslie or, or the other two? You can't. But if you email Roman right now, I'm, I'm quite sure that Roman would say, hey, I'm going to give you a phone call. Let's talk. You want to meet? Let's have a, a, have a have a cup of coffee. That's the kind of person that Roman is. So Pierre is 50-50 for me. Roman is 100%, right? And I don't I, I don't give politicians my vote and my support lightly. I don't do that, right? So before Freedom Convoy came about, Roman was my Freedom Convoy because he gave me hope that there's actually politicians who give a who give a damn. Because at that point, I was ready to. I went to Jamaica in twenty, I believe twenty twenty one, and at the time that was that was Trudeau was Trudeau was making all kind of threats, right? right. Uh, we had those Mondays and airlines were being canceled. And I said to myself, you know what? I want them to cancel my my airline because I'm not going back to Canada. Do you know why I came? I I only came back to Canada because of my wife and my two sons. If I was single (laughs) and I didn't have kids and I wasn't married, I would be in Jamaica right now. I would not have come back because I felt as if the government engaged in activity that has harmed me mentally and emotionally. I was in a bad mental place right and andre mentioned as well that people have messaged him who are also in a bad mental state people have messaged me and said that the only reason why they haven't committed suicide was because a bunch of trucks showed up in ottawa Mm
5: -hmm.
3: right one of my first videos was, was was a video of me sitting in my couch right behind me here and i was asking the question what is wrong with you people? Why are you, why are you wishing for, for people to die because they refuse a the vaccine? Why are you wishing for, for people to lose their jobs, their children? What the hell is wrong with you people? Right? I, and I did a video asking that question. And in that video, I said, because of everything that's going on, you know what? I am going to take up myself. And tomorrow morning, this was the day before Freedom Convoy, I said, tomorrow morning, I'm driving to, to Ottawa. And I'm standing up for my rights. Right. And that's how I, I, I started putting out videos and I started sharing everything with everybody else. Now, Roman, there's one thing that um, some folks and the reason why I'm going on a little bit longer is because I have to go soon. Right. Um, Roman. So some folks have expressed concerns that um, he is. What was the word? He's a, he's a Zionist. Mm-hmm. Right. So, he, you know, he's Jewish. Right. So he, he supports the Israel states. And they, they believe that he has a hate for um, Palestinians or maybe he wants to crush the Palestinians or whatever it is, because he had tabled a bill in the Ontario legislature um, to prevent certain kinds of protests and happening, from happening on that ground. And 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 I actually called Roman and I said to Roman that somebody messaged me. And said to me, and I I told him straight because I don't mince word. He told me that you are a Zionist and you hate parliamentarians. I said that to Roman, (laughs) right? And Roman responded. And no, actually, I said to him that the bill that you tabled um, made it seem as if you're trying to silence parliamentarians. Mm -hmm. He responded in a way that surprised me. He said, Devon, you're right. They, they have a right to be concerned. And the reason why he said that was because the way he tabled the bill was not how the bill um, ended up uh, passing or, or going through the the, the, the legislator. They changed it. His intention was to prevent certain protests that are calling for death or harm um, mm. to other groups or other people um, from coming onto the ground of the Ontario so that's, that's one of the things that, that kind of um, allowed me to gain more respect for him because he owned up to the fact that he tabled a bill which, which, which was manipulated by others in the, in, in, in the legislature. So to me, Roman is not just a politician. As I said before, the only reason why I ended up joining the Conservative Party is because of Roman. Otherwise... I would not have done it. And that's the plain truth. I believe that Roman Barber is the number one choice to become prime minister. And you guys see me on my social media. I, I, I tag him. I try my best to promote him. And for those who are saying that Roman Barber is just a mandate candidate, he's not just a mandate candidate because he speaks about healthcare. He speaks about supply management, which he opposes. Um, he speaks about um, the environment, and he speaks about indigenous issues. Um, mm. For example, the fact that indigenous com- communities still don't have access to clean drinking water. Right. So he's proposed mm. solutions for that. One of the th- other things that I see, I, even in the chat, that they're concerned about is um, his stance on environment. He, they believe that he's going to alienate some of the liberals because of his you know, environmental proposal. And I actually agree with that mm-hmm. because Roman did say that, you know, uh, he's going to plant trees to the unlearned mind that doesn't really understand climate change. It sounds ridiculous. Plant trees. What are you saying? Are you crazy? Are you a climate change denier? Well, it works, right? Planting trees works. But because of the, the, the weaponization of you know the climate change agenda the the left wing or the liberals won't see that way so that 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 really might alienate um that base. The other thing that that you guys mentioned in here that you have a concern with is that roman seems soft or calm or whatever it is but I can assure you I've been around Roman multiple times and I have observed him. Roman is not soft.
0: No, he's not. He's very direct. He's even caught me off guard a couple of times interviewing
3: him. Yeah, he's not because if you've watched some of his interviews, especially with the media, he shut them down. Because I I recall a particular interview.
0: My favorite was with Rosie guy, Barton.
3: Yeah, he he said to the guy, "I don't appreciate the fact that you're trying to misrepresent what I am saying. That's not what I'm saying, right?" So so Roman does have his strength. He's not as flamboyant. And, you know, and, you know, it flashes his ear on TV like, <laughs> like peer, <laughs> right? But I'm, I'm telling you, Roman is a very strong candidate. He's not soft. He knows how to talk and he knows how to defend himself. When you're in his presence, you don't feel that softness. You can feel his energy. Right, and I and and I'm um, sorry for going. Yeah, sorry for going on a very long rant. It's because um my time is draining out, and I have to go play football with some of my neighbors. <laughs> no,
0: I think I think that was yeah. really great because uh, you hit on a lot of the comments that I had on on uh, my notes here from what I was seeing in the chat. Uh, so thank you for voicing all of that, and and you had a lot of really clarifying points too. Um, I wanted to address the concerns about. Deloitte, Deloitte. I don't know how you say the auditing company's name. Deloitte. Uh, this, What is it, Andre? Deloitte. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Deloitte. Um, obviously, there's big concerns here because uh, this is a company that uh, has affiliations with the elites. Um, I asked Roman about this directly when I interviewed him. I said, we got some concerns about where these ballots are going. And Uh, He felt quite confident uh, about the entire process uh, and how there would be uh, little to absolutely no room for um, nefarious intentions at the point of ballot counting. That's not to say because we're in a mail-in system that other things can't happen when it comes to getting ballots into this place. So he felt very confident that we were safe there. Um, the reason, though, why ballots are being counted by a third party is to make sure that the ballots are counted without any type of internal party bias. So, whether it's uh, Deloitte or any other company, the a party is never going to count their own ballots. It, it's something that has to be given to a third party in order to eliminate uh, any potential internal conflicts or internal infiltration to try and sway the votes a certain way. So having an audit company is actually a very regular process. I think that all of a sudden it's sticking out to us like a sore thumb simply because of some of the connections that the organization has and to whom. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure that I was clearing that up.
5: Yeah, so um, I, I get this question a bit because I called it out. I don't know if you saw my stories when I was on vacation, but I called it out two, week, two three weeks ago when people were sending me their Registering like their letters saying like who's Deloitte and then I I showed how their members and I think there's a genuine concern and, and I'm, I'm kind of saying the same thing but the truth is and, and I agree with you there should always be an audit firm there are millions of audit firms if you want to look in Canada there's probably thousands of audit firms yep. the fact that the one audit firm that is associated with WEF is doing it is fucking making people's hair just fucking I agree
0: <laughs> I agree you know? and it They also did the UCP, too, here in Alberta for the provincial election. It was it was Deloitte and Edmonton as well.
5: Like to me, the Conservative Party should have said, you know, out of tact and PR, maybe that's not the one that we should have. This is
0: a really good point, Andre, because that alone illustrates the disconnect that the CPC has from the issues that are without a doubt penetrating our our country. Um, so that shows that they are like the party as a whole is nowhere near where we need the party to be in order to actually effectively shut this down from continuing to infiltrate into Canada the way that it is like your point. You just nailed it. Like, why didn't they pick another flippant organization and why didn't they take a stand and say, uh-uh, why did they have Tom Clark? do the damn debate. Like, what are they thinking? So back to Sunit's point uh, about, about what Roman uh, had mentioned on one of my lives is sending a very clear message. uh, If this is, if these are the things that are radically important to you, um, how you rank that ballot is what's going to send a clear message. Um, I know we've been going way freaking over time here, so I guess we can, we can work towards wrapping up. Uh, kid, <laughs> this is your house that we're in. Um, do you, do you want to wrap up? Do you want to add any final words? Are you even more confused about who you're going to put first or how you feeling?
1: No, I've, I've just been loving listening and, and not being the smartest person in the room. It's my favorite person to be. Um, no, I, I'll just say that. I mean, you guys have, um, I, I do wish that there had been a couple more people who were hardcore here in the chat. I think, um, like Kayler was it was going to put uh, Kaler Perry,
0: would have Perry's added a really good angle to this one. So I was hoping
1: yeah, there would be more people sort of on the other side but this was a really well balanced conversation in my opinion and I mean I'm convinced um to put Roman number 1 now in my in my ballot. So if if that's awesome. if uh, that means anything um, so I'm going to go Roman number 1, number 2 Pierre and then Leslie number 3. I think. That's where I'm at right now after this conversation. Cool. Um, cool. I'm just grateful for. It. I'll let you wrap it up because you're our political BFF. And oh boy, and I just this was great. I love this.
0: This was a fire conversation, guys. So like everyone, this is like, we should probably just do this for fun for absolutely no reason other than to rant about things on a weekly basis or something. Oh wait, Sadie and I are going to do that anyway. Um, yeah, this is awesome. And and for everyone watching, I guess the the thing that we can end off with here is like vote based on you. Like even though you've heard a lot of different opinions here in this group, um, all for different reasons, all bringing up very different points. Sit with what we have said, but don't allow us to influence you in how you're voting. I think that this is the freaking problem with our country right now is like, who are you voting for? And then you're like, oh, okay, I'll vote for this person too. I think it's really like, really sit with things. If, if things that we've brought up really landed and, and have made you feel more confident in going one direction or another, then great. But this is all about individual Canadians being empowered within our democracy. It starts with the individual being empowered and feeling confident in what they want to see uh, in our country and and in your in your community. So uh, vote wisely. But by wisely, I mean, based on you and what you believe uh, and and how you view things and uh the change that you want to see and why uh, and feel confident in how you are ranking the ballot too uh don't feel like oh my god i put the wrong person in the first spot if that's who you put then that is who you put and do so with confidence
4: yeah i was just going to add to that sarah um The energy, like from a spiritual kind of energy perspective, the energy with which you do this is so important. If you put somebody first, just because you think, well, I don't really want to put them first, but I'm going to put them first because everybody else is putting, first, that's the wrong energy to come at this with. We all Hmm. need to like, like I spoke about before our country is we're in crisis right now. We need everyone to come to the table because this is the lead up to possibly a federal election happening, maybe yeah. in the fall. Yeah. So this is the first step. Come to the ballot with the energy of what you want to see happen in this country. Mm-hmm. I think that's so powerful. I I don't know if you guys know about the experiment that was done in like New York, like years ago with you know, a whole bunch of people like thousands of people sitting down and meditating all at the same time and crime during that period of time went down because that is the power of our collective energy. So come to the table with the energy of who do I think can bring the healing that we need in this country, who can bring the change that we need and if you think that's Roman, great. And guess what? Whatever is meant to happen will happen. If Roman doesn't win, we still send a strong message. And if you think that's Pierre, then great. Do Pierre. Like I, I don't, you know, like I don't think there's anything wrong with putting Pierre first if you truly think he genuinely is the best person for this. I always tell people, do what's best for you. We provided this conversation so that people can kind of have some things to think about. But at the end of the day that energetic alignment is so important guys, just in everything we do in life and, and this as well.
5: And, and oh, with, uh, and Sarah, you've seen it before. Cause I think you really liked that post that I made when there were, there were the votes before and I, and I really just called everyone out. And I said, everyone thinks that there's some type of political genius and everyone is somehow trying to strategize as to why I should pick this person over this person, this person versus actually voting for what you actually believe in. And what happens when we do that is that the, we never really know what the public wants because yeah. public is never actually voting for what they want. The, the public is always thinking that there are these hardcore political strategists and they're just kind of like, I'm going to just if you actually fucking voted for what you truly fucking believed in, we would have a true consensus of what the people actually want. Our political scene wouldn't
0: look anything like it is right now.
5: Nothing. There'd probably be another party.
0: Yep. (laughs) And there would probably be parties gone too. Like it would be radically different.
5: Everyone's always trying to play a game. And it's just like, I talk to some people and sometimes, sometimes it's the parents influencing the kids. Sometimes it's the wife or the wife or the husband influencing the other spouse. And it's like, I've had conversations like, Oh, but my husband says this, my wife says this. And I was like, what do you, what do you want? Like, what do you honestly believe in? Because you cannot complain If you voted for another person hoping that this other person was somehow going to get just fucking, if I want A, I pick A. I don't pick C and hoping that B is going to beat out A. It just fucking (laughs) doesn't make any fucking sense. You know what I mean? And I understand it's going to take time but I wish people would, the whole voting system is who do you want in these positions and pick who you want, right? You don't have to agree with us. Like Many of us here, I bet you, 10 years ago, didn't even vote conservative, but here we are, all of us Didn't all together, <laughs> trying to figure out who's the best leader for the conservative party because we fucking want to just feel fucking free in our own country, right? That's that's a, it's, it. Blows my mind how this could actually even happen, right? So I don't know. I, I'm gonna end it at that, and and uh, I I'm gonna say my part as we leave. Um, I love all of you all for your own different uh, niches how you speak, how you get a message across. I'm a big believer that you could say something two different ways and it's perceived six. And somehow you've all (laughs) come up with a way to say something that connects with millions of people. Like we, many of us at this point at our size don't care about likes or follows or anything like that. We really care about the message. But the truth is, We know that people are paying attention to us who are not following. There's people who are paying attention to us who are not liking. There's people who pay attention who are not commenting. And we have a strong, um, I don't want to say an influence, but we, but the people pay attention. And I have so much respect from all of you. And if I could narrow it down to only following a few people, all of you would be on that list. Likewise. And um, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me that I'm even part of this circle um i feel like for the few that i've lost i've gained a thousand but a thousand that i've gained are such oh, i got goosebumps but there's such quality there's such quality right and i just want to thank all of you and and kid and your platform and sarah for putting this up together and everyone's opinions and the respect i fucking love it
0: well said damn kid this is an awesome platform by the way like this yeah, app cool. is fire
1: thank you And we'll do the next one on your platform. We'll just platform hop. We'll We'll just just platform
0: platform. community hop, platform hop.
5: This is cool
1: though.
5: I do have a special request before I give it up to everyone else to just pay attention. Uh, Mark, are you still there?
2: Yeah, yeah, right here.
5: Okay. She's going to lose her shit. I have a friend of mine. Her name is Sarah. Okay. When I told her, when she saw I was coming on here, she's like, she goes, I don't get excited about anybody (laughs) except for Mark. (laughs) <laughs> mark does
0: get a lot of people in my space very excited too yeah.
5: which is hey fair i'm I'm all cool with it and to me i think uh, i'm not asking you to do anything i'm just she's gonna see this and she's gonna lose her shit
2: because sarah what's fair. up thanks yeah, for being so- excited not everyone's excited to listen to me speak that means a lot
5: someone go
0: resuscitate sarah i Even actually feel
1: like i feel like mark is like lives in our House because his voice is constantly <laughs> or his podcast is on the all podcast. the time and Mark is just talking constantly in my in our washroom, in our kitchen. You should hear
2: my fiance. Yeah, she says the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but
5: it, it's funny because she's always she goes, honestly, she goes, one time I was watching one of his lives and I made a comment and he actually acknowledged me. She's like, he actually acknowledged me. <laughs> That's Mark, so sweet. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> It, honestly it was the cutest thing in the world so the fact that you actually said sarah what's going on Yeah.
2: send her my love i <laughs> no, yeah. just
0: go easy on her this is she's, she's not gonna be well after this mark <laughs>
2: <laughs> i think of like in junior high i had this report card that said uh or grade six actually it was like mark feels the need to give his unsolicited opinion in class teachers in junior high won't op- fuck off right like all that and then it was like, Mark has lowered the ah. amount of unsuit. And then the last one is like, Mark has increased. And I always laugh that often the thing we sort of get in trouble for can become the thing that we sort of like it becomes a superpower and experience that we get celebrated for as adults, which is really interesting. Um, I was going to say one thing that I think is important is that my experience of the, the media is that they're not going to be speaking much about conservatives, at least not in a positive light. And no, so I think it's really important that we all amplify, like everybody watching all your, you know, like it's important that this is in a way a grassroots movement in that we're not going to get the benefit of the doubt or much liberal or much media coverage. I would imagine unless it's rebel media, but that immediately gets called far right wing and dismissed by the liberal or maybe more NDP, um, position people. And so I think if it starts to come through people that we saw as liberal before and just starts to be a grassroots, move. I mean, we can obviously look at Joe Rogan guy became more powerful than all of the major networks put together. So, you know, regardless of what you think about him, it just shows you how much that can shift. And he was just willing to talk about the truth. That's it. That And have controversial people on which is important. Isn't that what we need? Like we need to disagree. That's why
0: he is as big as he is because that's, right. that's actually what people are clearly wanting. Yeah. But you, you, that's a solid point Mark though. Like the media is never, they never have uh, favored conservatives uh, when they're in power when they're out of power. Um, so the responsibility that lies on us as the average Canadian to make sure that the things that need to be spoken and acknowledged and shared actually get spoken about and actually get some sort of broadcasting, even if it's not through uh, traditional means, we use our platforms to be able to counter um, right. what may be coming out of that narrative. I think it's critical. I don't, I don't think we have a choice. And this is why I'm sure you guys too probably get asked, like, how do you, how do you just keep talking about this? Or how do you handle the hate? Or how do you handle, it's like, this is not a choice for me. Like, this is, it's, it's like, this is not what has though. to be right. done. Like, and it's, well, so, it's so much more important than what somebody else thinks of me. It's like not even a, a thought a thought anymore so i i just hope that more people and we see it all the time it's awesome more people are using their voices uh, and yeah. it's never too late
5: the freedom movement i think is probably the biggest gift to yes. the conservative because we're all so freaking outspoken you know what i mean we're so looking for the truth we're so looking to expose the truth we're so looking to call out bullshit like for them they didn't have to pay for shit and they're just like, oh, my God, we have a whole group of people. We should who be we getting
0: a cut of their memberships.
5: <laughs> yeah, they're not <laughs> even like for us. And they're like, "Okay, hey, this is going to happen.
0: All right. Kid?
1: Guys, it has been great. Thank you so much. I'm just so grateful we could do this and love all you Thank guys. You. And I'll, I'll put this out as a podcast. And I can also forward you guys the file so you can release it as a podcast if you want or take clips oh, from it or whatever perfect. you want. Let you guys get on with your lives. Thank you so much.
2: Love you Happy guys. Friday, love. everyone. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Friday. Have a beautiful day. Bye, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode. If you need support to grow or start your business online, be sure to connect with me at www.businesswithsarah.com forward slash connect or send us an email at team at businesswithsarah.com. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and leave a five-star rating on your favorite platform to help me reach more listeners. Until our next chat, be courageous and take some action.